0: Welcome back to another Loft Podcast. I got Jeff Kuliga in studio, Executive Vice President of ASE Aeronautical Systems Engineering. They have manufactured all three of our devices, and we are currently in the process of getting our 560XL certified. We're excited, nervous, and I have him in studio to kind of give us a briefing on how Sim stuff works. I learned a lot, and I've been doing this for ten years, so hope you folks enjoy. Jeff, thanks for doing this, my friend. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm scared. I'm not going to lie to you. Tomorrow, first day, NSP certification, 560XL. I'm scared to death. You are calm as a, a forest lake. Explain to me how that's possible.
1: Yeah. I'm not really, but uh, my That's just what executive vice that. presidents do. you, got, they, it. you got it. You they calm everybody else down. We have, what, 94 fear. techs out there? We do. We can't show fear in front of the team. The team's <laughs> going to do a great job. They're going to make us look great in front of the NSP. And they're yep. going to give you a great product. I I
0: think, personally, this is by far the best we've ever been prepared. That device is just
1: rock solid. Um, I'm super stoked, man. I mean, you guys have got it down to a science now. I'm liking this. Yeah. I mean, w- over time, you learn, you know, how to prepare it better, how to make sure the engineers are, are telling you the stuff that they really need to work on to, to prioritize it. We got a great SME pilot here, uh, you know, buddy, yours, Steve, in there flying it right now, and subject matter expert. Yeah, at least he likes to think so. He definitely does. I
0: think we're gonna try to get him in this room uh, this afternoon if he'll do it with me. So I definitely would. I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna implicate ourselves, and that may be one the FA wants to listen to. They don't have to listen to this one. We're fine. Yeah,
1: I mean, talk about the flight test program and all the fun stuff that's happened in the last couple of years. Well, I'm gonna talk to you about that, your side of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> were you you weren't up there for that, right?
0: It was. Uh, I was not. No. Okay. So, uh, for everybody listening, we got uh, a 560XL that we converted into experimental status and uh, have to gather the data. It's the only way we can do it to make it real world. Level D, highest level of certification, as far as I know. Is anybody else doing it better? The highest one in the military. A, B, C, and D. And then there's what level one through six? Correct. Which are kind of like flight training devices. Yep. Um, You guys have made every one of our devices, including the very first one. And I, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first soup-to-nuts uh, sim that ASC ever constructed,
1: correct? That was a launch into the full-flight sim world, yeah.
0: Beautiful. Boy, did it work out, didn't it? It did. I still remember that day when here. we were all jumping up and down when I got certified out, out front of the old facility. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and it was custom-built uh, with a low-profile motion system for your older facility. And, right. You know, it's uh, it's been good over the years, and, and we've continued to, to grow the product line uh, to something that— that we're pretty darn proud of
0: i am too i mean it's it's been fantastic if you look at your guys's website um just in the last several years you can see the substantial growth that has taken place um both military and civilian correct do you have what you would consider to be a specialty or um, is it just kind of a um what comes across your plate that looks like it's doable
1: yeah pretty much uh you know when it comes to the domestic and the, the foreign military projects we we, we're willing to look at just about anything. Um, you know, we did uh, a pretty cool project that uh, that got installed at Minhot Air Base in the UAE. That uh, took an old uh, uh, Thrush Air Tractor, uh, Ag airplane, turned it into a uh, I don't sensor think I aircraft. About that project. So It's <laughs> cool. Have you ever heard of Iomax uh, USA? They're based uh, in Mooresville, um, North Carolina. Okay. So they, they started it, and they installed an MX-15 sensor suite on, uh, on an air tractor sim or, or on an air tractor aircraft. Can, um, can I ask why? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if, if you look at you've heard of the There's Super Tucano and, and some of those aircraft that, you know, you need good loiter time over, you know, potential targets. Sure. Uh, you know, lots of sensors take take pictures. When the Predator's not available. You got it. Wow. So, you know, this it's low it's uh, and slow, which is perfect for loiter time. It's got a PT-6 on. It's very dependable. Uh, and it's got you know Hellfire missiles, GBU fifty two, GBU fifty eight bombs on it. It's got uh, aircraft wow. survivability equipment on it. It's got. Uh flares that it can dispense got a heads-up not display notice. what's it called now it's called the iomax archangel
0: <laughs> that's really cool that's a good name it's awesome
1: <laughs> it is it's probably the most fun we've ever had building a sim uh, we took all the radios and integrated them did the mx15 camera system in it and then uh, we actually packaged the device up sent it to the uae and sent a tech with it and he lived there for a year to support the device holy
0: smokes was that full motion
1: no, it was a level six, uh, but it did have uh, NVG capabilities, night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the projectors we installed aren't the same that are on your full flight, but nice. what we did, you, you kind of dim them down a little bit so that they can be compatible with the NVG goggles. And, right get to do NVG training and it's uh that's wild I so mean how do the
0: goggles interact with the visual system
1: it's it's complicated the <laughs> I hardest part say, is is any light. I can't you know, even get an
0: iPad to work on there
1: no and you can't use an <laughs> iPad in, in NVG situations. Right. so even like the iOS screens and stuff we had to put special blocks on them so that the lights wouldn't penetrate from behind it and it's a lot of fun. Ooh,
0: that's a lot of work just to get there. It was. That, and that's a, that was a one-off? It was the only thing it built? Yeah.
1: You know, they they delivered 25 airplanes. We, we're the sole source provider for the sim so they're they're scouring the globe for other folks that need uh, you know fleets of aircraft. So every set of 25 uh, airplanes they sell, we we put a sim with it. How did that come across your plate? I mean, it's so obscure. It was. It was very, they very obscure. They just do a Google search on you guys? Kind of. I mean, it was a little bit of people knowing other people. You know the aviation industry. It's, yeah. it's more about who you know than, than what you know. That's and, a fact when well, it came we got across the, the build, wasn't it? yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> without steven gang we were we weren't coming out the start no that gang. wasn't going to be fun yeah
0: <laughs> i think we had all talked about it too that uh, we're not even going to consider a project unless we already have an aircraft available for you know flight testing because that's that, that's a hurdle making it is. something experimental like that is a, is a hurdle
1: it's tough we've done uh, what four flight test programs i guess in the last couple of years and that is the number one issue is just, you know, explaining to people what we do that it's not invasive to the airplane. We just need to hook some sensors and equipment up. It's to it.
0: invasive to scaring the engineers.
1: It does, yeah. And and <laughs> it's a and it's non for the pilots. <laughs> you know, when when the owner sees the word experimental, they think, Oh my god, the yeah. reset value of my airplane's gone. But exactly. it's it's not. I mean the way we go about it, we you know, we, we return the airplane to original condition. We don't drill holes in it or make any cuts in anything. And
0: right. And there's a time limit, too. So they call it, what, a pocket? Is that, is yeah, that appropriate term? Yeah, I mean,
1: that's, that's kind of, you know, the, I guess the slang for it. Typically what they do is they, they process it. And as long as you, you've got it, the, the flight test program done in about 30 days and it's, uh, it doesn't really impact. There's no, you know, when you do a title search on it, it's not going to show experimental. Sure.
0: Yeah, right. It's much less invasive at it that is. point. And to, there's an FA representative. Back, right?
1: Yeah, there's an FA representative that looks at it at the beginning, oh, yeah. the middle, and the end, and he makes sure that uh, that we know what we're doing.
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah, at some point, maybe they just don't want to go back to standard category to just keep experimental
1: yeah yeah
0: uh, that might be a problem for an owner <laughs> flying around a sovereign with, a, with an experimental status but yeah. well, no he can put whatever he, onyx he wants in there well that's true just yeah. put a coffee maker right in the aisle you, Who cares? you have a lot of
1: freedom with the word experimental
0: <laughs> so from a uh from a project standpoint uh both military and civilian the um from the from anything that in the airline industry because I know that and, and how many remind me refresh my memory there's there's only a couple of real big players in the sim manufacturing market correct right
1: pretty much CAE flight safety l3 Harris uh you know does some commercial applications as well
0: Mechatronics is no longer not that I'm aware of yeah right because they got they got sucked up by by uh, CA
1: yes okay yeah there we was don't a, know that there's been a couple acquisitions
0: yeah I don't know either just looked that up so I'm not T- lie into people. I think CAE bought Mentronics, but maybe there'll be a release on their website. Um, airline stuff. I mean, who the, the when when I was at American, every device there was you know made by somebody different, and mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a, a hodgepodge of stuff. And I assumed based on on bids and contracts, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Um, is that is that a tough market to break into? Is there is there
1: space for the little guys like us to break into that? Yeah, we think there is. <clears throat> um, you know, it's it's one of those. If you've done it before, it's easy to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But the first time for anything's a bit of a challenge. Um, you know, it, it's not a challenge to build a sim. It's it's a challenge to sell something to someone that you can't demo for them first. Sure. You know, anytime we do a one-off of an airplane that we've uh, never built a sim for first, you know, it, it's hard. You know, for someone that's going to go spend you know millions of dollars on a device, you know, to not be able to sit in one, you're not going to buy a car unless you get to test drive it. Right. It's kind of the same concept. Well, so. we've had a
0: lot of your clients come through here uh, flying our devices right. just to see what they're all about, and
1: and that's that's typically what we do. It, it, regardless of what the cockpit configuration is, you know, it's more about the simulator itself. So we get people. But unfortunately, you know, most people don't understand that. No, I would don't.
0: now, but I when I, we first started, you know, on our first project, I I had no idea. I just thought no. we were going to show up and it was going to be a perfect CJ. I right. think you. Well, I, well, I don't know if you were told that story. Nope. That was Brian in my first interaction? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? There's 37 DRs. I thought it's supposed to be perfect. Of course, everything's Boy, perfect was, right at the beginning. Trial by fire on that one.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny.
0: So the uh, what DRs? What I'm saying is the discrepancy reports. Those are issues on the sim. We fix those prior to the NSP showing up to do their thing. Usually takes about three days, from what my experience has been. If things have gone well, third day seems to be a little bit light. Um, I've always said, too, that dealing with the NSP is a pleasure because they are black and white. They're engineers. They are are here to make sure that that device adheres exactly to the spirit of the airplane. And, boy, i got to say they do a wonderful job. And I'm not saying that because they're coming tomorrow and I want to wax them. They're, They're absolutely one of my favorite FAA branches to deal with and you guys deal with them almost primarily correct
1: we do yeah i mean you know we we really don't need to to deal with too many other folks in the fa they're to us as a sim manufacturer they're the most important they're a small group of folks uh i think there's probably no more than 30 or so of them uh, from an engineer and a pilot side of the house and they're great we've uh we've had a wonderful time every time we work with them you know it's usually a two and a half to three day uh, endeavor where right. we're all on the same team and we're in the room it's it's good camaraderie it's going to be interesting tomorrow to do the first one that we've done uh, you know, with the coronavirus. Yeah, uh, the,
0: the COVID fallout. Yeah, right.
1: it's it's going to be different. You know, Usually we have all the the engineers and the whole team in the room all at once, and we get to introduce each other, and right. it's going to be a little different tomorrow. Well, uh, i got
0: the huge room. We're going to have tables separated out. We'll yeah, have the we'll social good. distancing thing in place. So if you and I, if you don't mind looping in how they are, because they don't just show up at the end. They're a part of the process from start to finish. Let's say I yeah. come to AC tomorrow and I say, Hey, LOFT wants to build a space shuttle simulator. You know, can you give me just a, a brief overview on how that project goes from conception to essentially what we're dealing with tomorrow, which is certification?
1: Yeah, sure. So the process is, you know, if, if there's a data package that already exists that uh, that we're just going to buy from <laughs> someone else uh, for that. Then... If, if the space shuttle is willing to give us the data, exactly. correct, or sell us the data. And if yeah. not, then we got to go lease one. Uh, you know, we, we, we submit them a letter that says, hey, here's our intent to capture data because we can't find any that's available to us. Okay. So they're even aware
0: of that process. They
1: do, yeah. We write them a letter before it happens. You know, we typically try to line it up when we know we've got an airplane kind of located and where we're going to do the flight test program. We tell them the approximate location and the dates that we're planning on doing it. Um, And they're
0: they're also they're capable of attending that if they choose.
1: They do, yeah. They they can. Um, You know, right now, you know, if we were to do one tomorrow, I don't think they would just because you know limiting travel. But uh, you know, they certainly have the ability to. We're we're very an open book uh, with them. We give them a flight test plan. You know it basically lists out all the maneuvers that we're going to do how we're going to capture all the the different sets of data how we're going to tap into the airplane uh and then we just we open it up to a conversation i usually get a phone call but
0: based on that i mean you folks have done this enough to know what you know how do you know what data to capture you know i mean obviously inverted you know in a spin is not something that's necessary for what we do no
1: no i mean we don't do anything outside of the normal operating uh envelope of the aircraft um, Except the
0: stall stuff now.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but we still, you know, depending on the airplane, you know, you know, some airplanes you can put into a deeper stall and it's not a big deal. Some you don't want to do it because it could turn into an event. So uh, we don't we don't do it. There's a lot of ways uh, from an engineering standpoint that you can extrapolate data. You know, once you get up to a point, you can extrapolate it farther. So the geniuses that work for us can figure that part out because I don't know how they do They're it, but straight straight it's, it's math amazing. Straight yeah, yeah, straight math petitions. And but again, it's
0: it's a check and balance thing to where. Um, you guys will extrapolate that data, but then the NSP will come in, having experienced thousands of these things, and go, yep. "Hey, this doesn't seem right, right," via their math, or and, it is, and it's it's is formulaic. Is that even a word? Did I just make that up? Uh, it sounded good. Is that I mean, is it a consistent formula? So if you're in a um, in, in a level cruise, thirty-five thousand feet, I, I, the parameters that I would take into effect may not be what you take into effect. Is atmosphere a uh, concern at that point? Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, you, you've got to know, you know, the, the density of the air around you, uh, you know, to, to know how the airplane's performing. The way we hook into uh, – let's kind of go back a little bit. The best part about new technology aircraft right now is all the onboard avionics that we can tap into. You know, we don't have to put thousands of sensors on stuff uh, anymore. Right, right. We can tap into those communication buses. They're sucking in in all those. The all data's those there. Yeah. As yeah. long as we tap into it, then, you know, it makes that – much easier than some of the old way of having to hang sensors. We still put a boom on it, and, and a lot of the the conventional. Oh, sensors, I know about the boom. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we
0: do. We do. We can't sell that nose cone <laughs> to save our life. God yeah. yeah and, if anybody's it, looking for a 560 XL <laughs> nose cone, give us a call. We are willing to deal. <laughs> it's been perfectly repaired. It, it looks is. like new. It is brilliant. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. So I've that, been I've been walking around the ramps, just bashing in nose, you know, with my uh, with my phone, just trying know, to get somebody to call. I've
1: us. been hoping someone goes through a hailstorm real quick and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess getting back to my question, this probably sounds stupid, and I, because I'm trying to make it make sense in my head, um, and I have to talk to me like I'm a freaking twelve year old. Um, the level, you know, thirty five thousand feet in cruise, you're gathering data on that speed at say Mach seven eight can you then extrapolate and use a certain formula then to say what the airplane would do at 0.86 or is there is there limits to that or how does
1: that no, work? No that's not typically how it works so so you basically track what's going on with you know the control surfaces at, at the exact airspeed and, and the different data sets that uh, that our guys look through they they do what's called a proof of match so if you do a maneuver you you match what the data that you you captured. Uh, to what the sim actually does in in the end, so you put the you know you've seen the QTG documents, uh, we can talk about those later, but yeah. you know the that, and the sims live and die by QTG. It, absolutely, I mean yeah. you'll see two uh, lines of data uh, of which on the chart. we
0: have to for every single simulator run four times a year.
1: Correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and and the initial cert, uh, you know that's that makes the master QTG, and then everything thereafter gets matched from that. So, you know, and and all of the data that we collect goes into that, and it's uh, it's a conglomeration of Of a lot of numbers. Right. (laughs) And I don't think a lot of people understand
0: that, because I certainly didn't even getting into this business, is that um, this is not subjective. We don't build CJs or 500s or Gulfstream simulators with subjective data. It is the actual data, the actual – that's why the the sims at this level of certification fly exactly like the airplane. Right. is because of that intense – I mean, we're talking about – what is it, 12 – large three inch binders for the qtg just on the 560. yes you know that's the level of data that we're talking about and that's what and every single one of those pages has been generated and cross-checked and Mm -hmm. then evaluated by the nsp
1: right and continues to be every single quarter every quarter and 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 why
0: is that too because it's always it's a huge expense for us um but it why would it change you know from a computer standpoint Um, i've seen microsoft windows do whatever the hell it wants but usually you know my macintosh when i open it up it's pretty it just doesn't start rewriting data yeah so that that change is because in my estimation we get guys in there. They get three or you know four hundred clients that come through, and they've been beaten on those rudder yep. pedals and beaten on the on the on the yoke. And there is some mechanical change Correct. that occurs, but not necessarily computer change.
1: No, the computer the coding doesn't change unless we you know go through and do some sort of an upgrade to it. But uh, you know, hardware wears out. You know, cars wear out, airplanes wear out, things wear out. Yep. So well, you know, and sims wear out a lot. They do. They get beat. They do. I mean, they, they get <laughs> beat harder our, than airplanes. That's our biggest expense
0: line. is yeah. repairing things on the simulator. Right so i'm correct in my assessment that's really where that qtg comes from is continuing to match the hardware with the software
1: yeah uh, you know a decade from now two decades from now you want the airplane to perform just like it did on day one so you got to make sure you know things aren't getting old, you, you've got a, you know, a set of simtex here that maintain them. That's, uh, that's why they're here. Got they, they got to make sure everything, you know, matches exactly the way it matched during the flight test program. So I dragged you off topic, but, uh, you know, soup to nuts, start to finish. You've, you've
0: got the you've got the data now, and, and it took us, I think, I want to say a month. It wasn't that much flying, but it's
1: intense no, labor. Yeah, we, we typically budget about 30 days for it, you know, a week or two to put the sensors on it. Uh, you know, about a week, week and a half to fly, and then a few days to take it back off, add some fudge factor for weather. You know, we did this. One in, in the Pacific Northwest. So we, we had a little bit of weather to deal with. You guys broke my rule about flying in the clouds.
0: Yeah, I don't like flying in the clouds. It no, Scares me.
1: It is. It's a scary endeavor. <laughs> you know, and, and the FAA, you know, gives us a ring, a, a regional ring of space that we're allowed to operate within. And right, you know, they just don't fly over my house. Yeah, we don't want to do that. And and you know, the hardest thing. It's funny that I one stole of the that. I wish that was mine. <laughs> one of the easiest things that uh, that you would think we would do is takeoffs and landings. But to capture crosswind uh, takeoffs and landings is the most complicated thing. I mean, yeah. we sometimes have to fly 1,000 miles from our base of operation to get it. Yeah. Well, I remember but if they how give us a 500 ring. <laughs> <laughs> do I mean, a Our your test expense, pilot, but... in
0: quotation marks, decided to get on those brakes a little too hard. Yeah, he did. So we bought, he realized. He bought a couple tires. <laughs> he
1: realized you really only want a high speed taxi and, <laughs> and brake two or three times in a row before one's going to blow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, when you got the loft credit card, who gives a shit? Yeah. I mean, he didn't seem to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I saw he was using our airplane to go back and forth I, the to, and commute to it. I just was like, oh. well, I think somebody it may have even been you that said, hey, you might want to take a look yeah, at Flight Tracker. I, you know, your tail <laughs> I number popped up, up, and I'm like, I said, whoa, what's Steve, that? what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Dude, I am I am the tiniest operator out there. I, I be, I'm i like 141 and a half. Yeah, no, that <laughs> not even you a 142 were, school. you were gold.
1: He did not care. <laughs> they wanted a tire on it, and they wanted it now.
0: I got that airplane back, and the, the, the minibar was stocked, and I was like, you know what, at least there's that. Yeah, you know now I got Jack and Cokes. Silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so data is data is uh, acquired. Yep. And uh, back to the and that it, there's a huge time lapse too, right, between right. when you gather that data and then how do you. Take that, um, shall we say, soup bowl of, of data and convert
1: it into code into the simulator. So it's it's a minimum of a six month process yeah. with many engineers working on it. And they basically, you know, each flight segment that we did, you know, had a maneuver set. I told you we put the flight test plan together first. Right. So of course, as they're recording the data, you kind of you don't want to go and... back
0: later and try to put the boom back on. Exactly. You know, <laughs>
1: that's that's awkward. <laughs> so a little bit about the process. You know, our, our engineers they they bust their butts when they're doing it. You know, they they fly two or three times a day and then at night. their hotel they have to review the data nothing worse than getting to the end of a flight test program taking the equipment off it saying oh man this one maneuver sorry guys we got to do this again yeah you know, so so they, they spend a lot of uh, time making sure it's good. But then when we get back to the office, it's it, they break it down into small segments. Each maneuver, you know, gets logged in, in the timestamp of where the data is in the system. So, so it's from a maneuver standpoint. It is. You know, the, okay. the, the data acquisition system that uh, that we built over the years, you know, it, it records every single parameter. It timestamps it all together. It syncs it all up, uh, audio included, everything. So, you know, if, if they need to, you know, let's say we flew three sets of stalls in flap zero configuration. You know, uh, they look at the data, they pick the best set of data, that's the cleanest the smoothest that steve didn't screw anything up on and, and we go with that one then we label it okay that's going to be right. you know our set of data to to actually tune another good point to. too you don't
0: just do it one time you do it no, multiple do it times multiple. To, to make yeah. sure that you've got a at least a, a what you call it a median line
1: yeah i mean you know and and a lot of times you know after that flight you know our guys will talk to the pilot and say which one do you actually think felt the best you know Typically in a stall, you know, depending on how they're going to recover, you know, are they recovering at stick shaker? Are They recovering when you know get a little droop in a wing? You know, right. what what are we doing here? A conversation typically can you see you know, the that on the point. data? Oh God, yeah, okay. you can see yeah. it in real time on the data acquisition system, and then when you look at the data, you can you can see it. It
0: just looks like lions to me.
1: I know, but if you plug the audio into it it would be interesting for you to see because that'd you, be kind of neat to watch that track is. watching it the is. point
0: track like that and then and, and then the then you hear the so pitch of people's
1: it. voices when things are uh, changing a little faster than they thought they were going <laughs> to and it's usually mm. our engineers because they're you know yeah. they, they it's usually this. just
0: Andy who's screaming in the
1: back oh yeah He's, uh, you get the crazy British accent and uh, there he goes <laughs> yeah don't call him Irish don't no. call him no. Irish if you do I'm leaving <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, yeah that's not a mistake I want to make <laughs> So the, the, you have then, because all I've really seen it, I've never seen it in the electronic format. I've only seen it in the paper copy. And this new device that we have, um, thankfully, we're now you know transitioning into that electronic yeah. stuff. Yeah. Those, um, I mean, is it a certain type of program that captures that stuff, or is it literally just raw data on plot lines?
1: It's raw data that they feed through to make uh, you know a presentable... Type of graph that comes out in the end, but it's just raw data points that are going in and coming out. Got it. And what are those How data points? How that works? I it, don't have a clue. Is it is it load factors? Is it speed? Is it? I mean, what what you are the name it. anything that you can think of or or any parameter that you think you'd have to consider ever? You know, g forces on on things, uh, airspeed obviously. Um, Temperature, you name it. Uh, so it's not necessarily position. just two points. It's oh, God, several no. points per, and then several charts per event. Correct? Absolutely, and you know, like if if you're or, uh, plotting, let's say, a ground taxi maneuver, you know, minimum radius turn. You know, you got to check how much pressure the the pilot's putting on a pedal. How much brake force is being applied to the left or the right brake depending on which way you're turning uh the power lever alignment so are you using differential thrust to to help turn the airplane you, you can see name all it, every that. single one that's why you know these documents are thousands and thousands of pages long for one test if you have to plot 30 different parameters to see in real time what's happening when you're pressing the rudder pedal and the brake pedal at the same time what's what's going on right that. it's it's complicated that's
0: wild so during that and I, I have not been on one of these test flights um but um, I assume then that you're looking at this data in real time mm-hmm. and if a mistake is made or something, Hey, look, you know, you just locked up the left brake. The engineers can see that come yes. up to the cockpit and go, you got to do that again. Yeah, you, you, you got the left brake that's locked. So mm-hmm. that's why you have that pre-document, right? Too, that keeps them on track as to actually what they need to, to have accomplished. Right. Yeah.
1: Typically what we do is, you know, when they're watching it in real time, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, pilots don't do this stuff on, on a regular basis, uh, it's not like you practice all of these things every single day. You usually only practice it here and you're building in a sim session. Right. Uh, right. So, you know, it, it's kind of uncomfortable to get people used to, you know, taking your hands off the controls and just seeing what the airplane does, but that's part of it. You know, if a pilot kind of yeah, overreacts and grabs that. We're a yoke, I know yeah, we're very type A. You know, if, if you go to grab a yoke when it's not supposed to be touched, the maneuver's being flown again and uh-huh. again and again. But our guys can see it in real time, and we typically have two engineers on board, one sitting at the data acquisition system, and then one as close to the cockpit as we can get if there's a jump seat sitting in the jump seat talking. Because, you know, most of it is just talking people through it. Once once you've done it a few times, then you know it almost becomes old hat for them. How
0: did you guys learn how to do this?
1: I mean, is, I assume then because it. it,
0: it I assume you're using the same process that the military developed years and years and years ago through their test flight programs, correct? Right. It's the same ideology.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's there is a process that uh, that's spelled out on how you you need to do it. It's just like certifying an airplane. If you go through, you know. Well, a, I don't know if I agree with that, only from the standpoint that when I,
0: because I watch, because Fike is old school, and yes. every once in a while I've seen him sit down with that book in front of him. And do shit I can't believe he can do, you know. So it's it's, he he seems to have learned that and then been able to to extrapolate that into um, understanding what he's looking at, right? Yeah, I mean, is it's, it almost
1: self-taught? It is. I mean, he he's an amazing mind. It's uh, you know, a, a lot of you know long hours of him learning when he was younger. Uh, he's he's absolutely an amazing human being when it comes to showing some of our young engineers how the heck to do this. Right. Uh, you know it's it's something that that he learned he did it all himself so from uh, your organization
0: it's from the top down that these absolutely folks are all learning and yeah. how long does it take to to get your hands wrapped around uh, being able to quote read music i,
1: I don't think they ever stop learning and, and getting better at it but you know you're not gonna well, Andy's be not too good anything anymore. no that shit's well. over <laughs> He learns, he learns things we don't want him to learn. Wait, I have never in the history of Loft run out of sugar packets. We have yeah. run out of sugar packets. You, uh, you probably should get a truck of it backed up here because if we don't have sugar for him, it's, 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 it's not going to be a good week. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, so, so back to, you know, how, how can someone get up to speed on it? It's just it's years of mentoring and people that have the right attitude that want to learn it. Right. It's, it's not easy to find that right human that being. Engineering that engineering mind is, yeah. is a prerequisite. And it's it's hard. I mean, there's nothing you can do or say in an interview that, that shows you that. You just have to give people a chance. So and, you can't just have them sell you this pencil? No. Sell me this pencil? I mean, <laughs> you, the pencil's not going to work very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same, I think. I, now, I would agree
0: with it on the piloting standpoint, too. Sometimes you can't, you can't guess who's going to be a, a good aviator. Their, their brains are, you know, the airlines kind of have it down to a science. They know how to spot them. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I think a lot of corporate flight departments are, just you know, are you are you good with people? I can teach you how to fly the airplane eventually, but that's not necessarily true, right? You know, so it's it's kind of a it's a it's an interesting thing, and and an engineering mind is good in an airplane and bad, yeah. You know, an artistic mind is good and bad. You know, if you have a nice combination. That tends to work out pretty well. but There's got to be a happy medium there's there. be, it, But I don't think that's true with engineers, though, correct? No. They, it's, it is black or white, and that is the end of the discussion. Yeah.
1: If you find an engineer that knows gray, there's something different there yes indeed
0: (laughs) all right so you got the data it's it's back in the computers you've been working for six months tossing through this is the nsp then involved in any of that process or there's a there's a gap between the flight testing and and, yeah there's a bit of a gap so
1: you know we in in parallel to that we we source a cockpit we start building the, the sim itself uh you know, get the motion system on order, the uh, visual system on order, start populating the cockpit. Because this stuff's a lot. Nobody keeps this, the visuals and motion no. bases in stock. No. They're built no. to order. Well, Build the suit. We've got some great partnerships with uh, with the motion manufacturer. And RSI the, and E2M have been fantastic. They are. They're great. Um, you know, we, we can't say enough about them. To, to have, you know, small partner uh, companies that are, you know, kind of in line with the size of our company is perfect. We all work together as almost yep. a family now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. And, and their products are wonderful. They are. They're, they support them, you know, At the drop of a hat, I agree. No questions asked; they they'll just show up, and that's because I
0: think they too they understand that downtime for us is is uh, you know aching to death. I mean, we we cannot have downtime. So, and I the great news is that this industry seems to be extremely aware of that. Yeah, you know, I don't know if if you went to the big guys, I'm not sure that they would have the response level that you know ASC and RSI and E2M have. It's nice to see.
1: So when does the NSP fully get involved? So we we're required to uh, submit the QTG to them. You know, well let me back up a little bit. We what do, does QTG stand for? Uh, qualification know. Qualification Test Guide. Yep. Um, they uh, and that's all that data we were just talking about. Yeah, we submit it to them. Uh, it, it's kind of a. An extracted version of it. I, as I mentioned, we look for the best set of data for each uh, circumstance, and, and we kind of uh, we package that into a document that doesn't need to be a billion pages long. Right, it's they, a they don't need million. to see all the nonsense. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, before that, we've you know, you know, we have to ask the NSP for a qualification date. Right. So a lot of that has to do with looking at the schedule. How long is it going to take to to build the rest of the sim? How long is it going to take to ship it? To, you know, from our Florida facility out here to California you know, set it up, get it ready to go. Make sure it's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so there's two ways to do it. You can either submit the QTG 45 days ahead of time uh, by running, you know, most of it at our shop and then, you know, a subset of it out here. Or you can do, you can send it out to, to the Install facility and then run the entire thing and submit it 30 days ahead of right. the, the scheduled date. And
0: they so. won't show up if they don't if they don't like what they see. No. so I mean, what, what do you think? 75 percent of the legwork is done before they even get here. Yeah. They're still here for three days, but they they've done a lot of their homework they prior to and, it.
1: And they go through the entire document ahead of time and they send us an Excel spreadsheet that uh, it lists every single test. Uh, they all have a unique test number near them, and they'll put their engineering comments in there. And then our engineers review it, make any uh, recommended adjustments to it, uh, answer any questions that there might be. So, you know, like you said, we're hopeful that most of the work is done by the time they get here. Uh, they're familiar with it. They're familiar with how it's going to perform, and then they get in it, verify it, and you know, it takes a few days to go through all the maneuvers, and we're done.
0: Couple engineers and a pilot, and then we have to provide our SME, the Subject right. Matter Expert. So. They've got the full gauntlet there of, hey, does this airplane fly like the, the, the you know, the, or does the airplane fly like the Sim and vice versa? But they also have a pilot that they send as well. They so, do.
1: But like I mentioned earlier, it's a small group from the NSP, so they're not, they're not all typed in every single airplane. So, you know, we, we put the SME in there with them to, right. you know, to verify it. But know. we know,
0: too, that the more airplanes you fly, and these guys fly a lot of airplanes, there's – there's certainly things that you would be aware of that oh, are yeah. operating properly, no matter whether it was a Gulfstream or a Citation.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's you know it, it's down to the minutiae at that point in time, making sure things happen at the right speeds. But you know, overall performance of uh, of the airplane, they can feel it because they do it all the time.
0: All right. And so what we're trying to do too during this last week or so is just
1: run the crap out of this thing yeah. too. We
0: want it to break. We want it to to fail so that we are rock solid by the time they get here. Would you say that's a fair assessment? That's hundred
1: percent fair. And then you know, from from a customer service standpoint, us selling you a, a sim, we uh, we want to make sure that when you have clients in there on day one. You're good to go, and and my phone doesn't ring ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but I don't want to talk to you ever again unless it's
0: the next project.
1: <laughs> no, all joking aside, we actually love building sims for you guys. It's uh, it a lot great, of fun it's been to be a here. Great
0: symbiotic relationship, it you is. know. I think it's probably already out there too, but uh, ASC is a is a partial owner in loft because it's the best way to go about it. It's right, just, it's it has to be that way in that that symbiotic relationship. You know, CAE Flight Safety. I learned that a long time ago. That, yeah. You know, building your devices and then training on them is a is a great circle. It I, is. I don't know Berkshire Hathaway
1: figured it out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> partnerships is really the only good way to do it because if not, we it's, can't. Yeah, yeah it, it there's there's work. no flying
0: solo with this stuff. To no. use a horrible pun, no. But it's um, it's been fun and it's been exciting and I, we've seen a lot too with just the three devices that we've purchased from you guys but the the military side intrigues me as well it's interesting has that slowed sure. down a little bit the military side
1: I wouldn't say it's slowed down it's uh you know it, it's tough because a lot of the the essential employees are trying to work from home yeah. you know? so we've got we've got a few you know proposals and bids out there for different things and and it's just it's hard to communicate with folks you know they're not in their offices anymore and it's 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 a different way of operating you know it's me, it's frustrating because I like personal relationships. I like being here chatting with you. Yeah, you know, we can make sure that things are well, are not just, just talking go over smoother. the phone, they do, yeah, yeah they just yeah. go smoother. But it's, it's been tough for the last year or so to, to make that happen. So, I have a feeling you know, once the rest of the world uh, gets vaccinated a bit more, things will kind of come yeah. back out of their shell. I'm when we get sick back to of normal. that Zoom
0: shit. I mean, those guys that I what a great time to release that product, yeah. <laughs> but boy, am I sick of it. It's, it's not <laughs> you fun. can't get the same nuance, you can't yeah. get the same anything with it. It's it's really unfortunately become antiseptic and I, I think maybe good from it not to wax philosophical or even political but the, the the good that comes from it is i think a lot of people realize actually you can do quite a bit from home
1: you can you yeah. know
0: and that might be for some businesses maybe not ours but for some businesses that that might turn out to be somewhat helpful in you know redefining how the workforce runs through and you know piloting just that's you're still gonna have to climb up front yeah. i don't know for right now you know i, I heard uh, just recently that FedEx is beta testing single-pilot operations in their ATRs. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's... Oh, God. they're And they're going to do it, too. You know, they are. Of course. You know. yeah. Cause, cause, and, and, which befuddles me because, I mean, how much could that FO make? $27 a year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how in the world is that really saving any money? But I think that program is beta testing to go all the way up the chain. I'm sure. Know? Yeah. <laughs> American Airlines triple seven with a motor exploding. Now it's just single pilot. Yeah, yeah, the robot can handle it itself apparently. Apparently, apparently. So pretty exciting. We got uh, up to now. They've seen the QTG. They're good to go. They give you the thumbs up. We get it on the schedule, and they come
1: out and, and for those three days, um, what are they doing? So we kind of break it up a little bit. Uh, you know and and they each have their own way of of how they like doing it but uh there's there's a lot of engineering work that they have to verify things we we manually run all the qtgs in front of them that they want to see uh we'll go through automatic runs of the QTGs. so they'll pick out certain Absolutely. tests that they want to see yep, yep. It's, yep. Just,
0: and it's just random too so that they can it verify can be, that the sim's doing exactly what we say it's doing. could have
1: been some of the ones that they had previously commented on you know uh, on that spreadsheet that i was talking about and, and go through and verify that we made the, the corrections that uh, that we all agreed to and and then there's a lot of flying, so, you know, you can't do both at the same time. You can't be running QTGs and flying at the same time, so we usually divvy up time, and the engineers will have some QTGs run. Then they'll go over the results with our guys, uh, you know, in one of your classrooms and, and start, you know, talking about the the stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then, uh, you know, at that time, Steve will be out there flying with uh, with the pilot from the NSP. Oh, he's going home tonight. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> apparently I am too. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's not leaving until we say so. <laughs> and then, you know, there's, there's, you can never, you know, uh, in a perfect world, we we just knock everything out on the checklist and, and move on. But there's always little things here and there that pop up. Uh, sometimes our guys will have to stay pretty late at night and, and knock out any corrections to it. And then the right. next day we show it to them, it's, it's fixed, it's good to go. Check it off the list and, you know, then uh, you know. Hopefully, at noon on Thursday, as opposed to later in the day on Thursday, but noon on Thursday, you'll have a fresh statement of qualification to hang on the wall, and then you're good. Yep, off to the races. Yep. At that point,
0: our you know curriculum has already been produced and it's sitting in 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 queue to be approved by the Federal Aviation Administration, uh, and then that's when our training course program manager steps in and um, starts to look at that. So um, it is quite the process, and I would say start to finish best case scenario it's maybe 18 months but yeah. realistically not, I mean, in, no not in this covid nonsense but um 24 months you know to get start to finish to actually training pilots in the new device would right. be my guess yeah. I and mean, that's yeah, kind we budgeted
1: for when you're done with your beta course and ready to rock and roll that's that's probably accurate you know we we can standard uh, knock out a sim in about 14 months it really depends you know you know this was not an easy airplane to locate Ooh. for the flight test program so Ooh. We had the cockpit uh, just about done before we even had our hands on a flight test airplane. Yeah. you know that's that's it makes it tough. But you know sometimes they go that way. Sometimes you look at your local airport and I, I, there's an air, I airport. I think I ran right
0: over there. you too. It there it is possible to buy data. I mean, if we approach Cessna, would they actually sell us the data? Or Probably do you think, not. Yeah. That was kind of my understanding. Or if it was, it was millions and millions of dollars, yeah. right, to it, just scare you away. You know, if,
1: if you're building a 737 or an A320, you know, buying Well, a, you could probably a, get that a normal on Google, data pack right? From... <laughs> yeah, right. 737's <laughs> <seven's> on Google. <laughs> you know, Boeing, Boeing sells all their data. Airbus sells all their data. But, uh, you know, other manufacturers don't always sell. So. Because
0: they build SIMs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Or the controlling of their, their training, which is also smart, you know, if you've got – the manufacturer, you're manufacturing your own devices, you're training in your own devices, and then you're the manufacturer of the airplane. I mean, that's the perfect trifecta. Yeah. And I, for my knowledge i don't know anybody that actually does that other than cessna
1: cessna's the only one but that of.
0: but they just dropped it and they yeah. went back and gave it back to flight safety and said we're over it yeah. <laughs> you guys take this back this was a pain problem. in the ass yeah. and we had no idea
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not easy you know it's not easy you know yeah it really I, I can't
0: imagine trying to manage those three departments i mean you would certainly need i still think that that would be a good business model but maybe maybe cessna learned something that it isn't you know and that manufacturing airplanes and um you know taking care of your training that might
1: be how many headaches do you want in one day
0: boy no kidding holy moly <laughs> holy moly but um so any...
1: for you what's uh you know what's your your favorite or least favorite part of the entire experience we've done this three times now what uh the first check yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first time we agree on yeah, there's there's a dollar bill on my wall for a reason right because that very first dollar we made in that CJ I put in a frame yeah it, for us for us that's the that's the butter is is to be able to start and it's it's exciting to train in a new airframe you know we've got a couple of guys here that have some experience with that so you know we tried to pick airplanes that we don't you know not know anything about that we we understand the CJ's 500s and 560 XLs we do so you know I just wouldn't want to get into the Gulfstream market because I don't know anything about it um but for us doing something different and then having opened up a new pilot base now we get a whole bunch of new fresh faces i'm excited on this project too cuz it's our first mid-sized jet uh it's two pilot crew you know we're going to see more folks coming through with that um and you know the level of aviators coming through we're, we're going to deal with a lot less owner operators so we'll focus more on the on just the um uh corporate market with the professional corporate pilots and uh, we're just we're excited about the change and we like moving forward too i mean that's right. you know to continue um you know if we if we stall out we're gonna die and so i moving forward and still having space for for other devices as well for you guys to manufacture for us that is that in itself is is good i'm not a big fan of the process because um it just gives me a tummy ache <laughs> you know trying to find the airplane trying yeah. to get the curriculum i mean the the curriculum itself and I'm not making this up. We probably are 350 grand into the curriculum, and we use our own people to do it. And the time frame that it takes from start to finish, because we don't want to put out a crap product. Right. You know, I don't want to just slam together a PowerPoint and a and a brochure. The feds aren't going to approve that anyways. But sure, it's it's for us. It's past that. We want to make a product where the client goes, Oh yeah, this is. I'm going to learn something here. And that's extremely difficult. Flight safety, CA, you've got it nailed. Yeah. They've also got, you know, 40 people working on that. Yeah. So they can you got their own, you know, graphic designers and such, and we're we're not quite that pivotable. So it's a, it's a lot of work. A lot of 15, 16-hour days, especially on the push to get that stuff, you yeah, know, right. approved. So those, unfortunately, those are my least favorite parts. But okay. statement of qualification, first guy coming in the door, or gal, and they both... Are hey, you guys got a nice program. That's that's for us. That's that's the, it's a the big good reward. Part. I, that's what I, we're looking forward to. And it's funny because we're not we are not advertising it yet. We have some restrictions on that. We sure. can't really do a lot of advertising until we get qualified, and, and and rightly so. The problem is is that with the lead time on pilots, you know, they're anywhere between twelve and twenty four months from a training cycle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would love to have six months ago said, hey, this thing's stapled to our floor and it's going to be ready, but right. I, I can't do that. Not you know? around, huh? Well, I just, there's two reasons. One, um, we want it to be qualified first before we start saying it's qualified. Sure. And two, I don't want to piss off any clients because if I tell them it's it's going to be done in January and now we are here at the end of February and they canceled their training event someplace else, right. boy, I've I really just pissed off somebody. Yeah, so I don't need to be doing I that. I want to avoid that. and. You know, we'll eat it a little bit on the back end as far as timing is concerned. But when we say we're ready, we're ready. And then there's no ambiguity and no questions about that. Nice. So it's a, it's an exciting time. But like I said, the process itself, getting up to it is a little <laughs> – there's a lot of Tums involved. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you and I talk and I'm like, well, we really don't have a solution to that right this very second. Yeah, well, Like we that scare of somehow or another, I thought we, you guys had lost data <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know,
1: sometimes engineers shouldn't Should, be allowed to talk to customers. Or shouldn't, or shouldn't, do not hit reply all. Just, there's, how many times, I think the only time in life I've actually screwed the pooch is when I hit reply all. Yeah. I know, I saw that email and I'm thinking, the phone's going to ring in five, four. four, three. I think I hit you with a text message first and yeah. then followed up by a panicked phone call. And I was we already laughing. We didn't the data. But it, that email made it sound like we were done and had to do it mm-hmm. over. Boy, it sure did, because. That's the end of that. You right. know, we're too small for that action. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. Of course. How did you get into collecting all of this aviation memorabilia? I have so much fun when I get to come here to work with you guys to see what's new. This place is awesome. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a long process. Um, you know, some of it used to be in my garage. <laughs> but it, it, it when I was uh, first, because I learned to fly at San Carlos Airport in San Francisco, and okay. I, was, I was a line guy. So... Um, I, I wanted to fly airplanes. It's all I ever wanted to do. And so when I got a job at 16, filling up airplanes, um, you'd be surprised what mechanics would pull out a chair or do something with a you know, an alternator or something. And I just, instruments were a big thing for me too. You've, my office, most of those instruments came from when I was a line guy.
1: No kidding. And they'd
0: pull it out of an airplane to be toast and not workable. And so they just hand it to me. Now that's a little different because most of that stuff ends up back at the manufacturer for them to refurbish or fix. But back then it was just kind of a throwaway stuff. So I collected a lot of stuff there, and just throughout my career since I've been doing this for so long, um, I just I just love aviation, start to finish. And so anything that I would see online, or or again if a if a friend or something wanted to get rid of, you know the props were the big thing. Yeah. You know, trying to get props.
1: Make a clock out of them, yep. and things like
0: that. Yeah. Yep. And then Craigslist was a big one. You know, you'd spot something on Craigslist, maybe the person didn't even know what they had. I've gotten a couple things to where. Um, like that F four ejection seat. I the the poor lady's husband had died, and I'd made a deal with him. Mm-hmm. And she called me up and just wanted to ship it for one tenth of what you know he had asked for. And I said, you know, you can't do that. Look, right. this is what this thing's worth. You know, you just so sometimes people don't even know what they have. Sometimes they do, <laughs> <laughs> and they let you know it. I yeah, assume. And unfortunately, <laughs> in the last several years, collecting anything is I've kind of run out of space, and two, it's uh, it's just becoming financially impossible. Right. So, but it's, we, what we want to impart is when a client walks in the door is we heart aviation. You know, we're not, we're not here for the money. We, I, Jesus, I would have stayed at American. I, <laughs> I would be filthy, disgusting rich right now and right. looking at an early retirement and happy as a clam. So um, doing this was, was not for, for money. It was trying to, trying to make an impression on the pilot world that we do care when you walk in and we want to make, we want to make good, we want to make good aviators, not pilots.
1: And, you know, I think you have made a good impression on folks. I, You know, before when we had this scheduled, I was talking to the pilot that's coming out from the NSP, and he said, that's the place out in California with all the cool stuff in it, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. All right, let's see what's new this time. Yeah, so, Scott's a good egg. It's, uh, you know, this place is fun. It's uh, It changes every time. Well, and time. we buy lunch. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> well. Well, what time is it? Yeah, you weren't here for the last time. Yeah, we
0: have lunch brought in. Heck yeah. <laughs> if I could get him to drink, I'd try it. <laughs> you always put the so, beers on the table to see if anybody takes
1: one. <laughs> the no first no one. takers in 10 years. <laughs>
0: oh, that's good. <laughs> well, Jeff, thanks for coming and talking to us about this. Yeah, I know it's uh, it, it it still befuddles me, and I'm in the business. So it's it's, it's good to see.
1: It's a lot of fun. You know, I, I never thought in my aviation career that I would uh, – that I'd be doing what I'm doing right now, and I love it. Uh, you know, I, can I you started, talk
0: about any new projects? Maybe you got on the
1: on the board. I know that's kind of um, sketchy
0: here and there. Yeah,
1: we we like to kind of keep our <laughs> cards a little closer to the vest than that. Uh, you I know, understand, especially in the military world. You know, we, we pretty much every project that we do, we we sign an NDA sure. on, so that we uh, it makes perfect sense. We got to kind of keep the the lips yep. sealed on that one.
0: We've got a couple that we've been tossing back and forth. Yeah. again, it's one of those things for us. Is that from a decision making standpoint, I don't want to piss off the big guys. Yeah. And that's a big one. And I don't I, – I would like to pick up the airplanes that maybe are just not as of big of interest out there. But, you know, from that standpoint, I, it, I'd i love to get involved with a new manufacturer, yeah. you know, somebody new. And this COVID thing really slammed the door shut on a lot of that stuff. Right, but right. That would – I think would be really fun is to get in on the, on the bottom ground. Um, you know, the ground floor with like a Honda jet or something like that, and watch that process. Yeah, I, it would I, be I don't great know if we're gonna have that end. opportunity, but boy, it sure would be nice. At you some know, point,
1: but, I think a, an opportunity will, will come about. But yeah, right now, it's not easy. It's it's not easy dealing with personal relationships and trying to, to build things like that. I know. It's, it's we tough. just
0: everybody just took about a year
1: and a half off. I know. It's you know we <laughs> and I only got
0: a couple years left. The end is near.
1: <laughs> we got to hurry up. Yeah, I, know. I let him deal with it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Colin's problem. <laughs> Hey, at least he's got a smile on his face when you said that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Not a. Oh, I got something I got to talk to you after the podcast about that. Wait, I'm doing what?
0: (laughs) He stopped wearing loft clothes. (laughs) He didn't know he owns a joint now.
1: Well, thanks again, Jeff. I really appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to tomorrow. I wish us both the best of luck. Yeah, and depending on how how things go, maybe we can do another podcast on Thursday and celebrate.
0: Yeah, even better. Well, that one will involve alcohol at, at mass quantity. I would agree with that one. Excellent. Well, maybe they can tune in for that one. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, We actually have a dedicated email set up for uh, any comments, concerns, hate mail. You know, bring it. We don't mind. Uh, I know I say I'm a lot. I know I smack my lips. But by all means, anything else that you have to say, podcast at loft.arrow. That's podcast at loft.arrow, no.com. And uh, we will field your comments and respond accordingly.